Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm looking up at the TV of that prosecutor in the civil fraud trial there in New York. That's that woman that ran for her office on the idea that I'm going to get Trump. Right. And then she gets elected and she finds out a way to get Trump on some business stuff that I'm sure has been around forever. That's that's just that's not a good thing. No, it is not, especially because Letitia James, having run on Get Trump, invented this odd thing where everybody was happy with a business relationship. But the government jumped in and said, I know everybody's happy with this exchange of goods and money and the rest of it but we're not and we're going to prosecute you for what you've done and the banks are like no we're good trump corporation is like we're fine no the government's going to punish you it's ridiculous and it might be a quarter of a billion dollars a serious blow to uh, the trump company business oh, god empire. i'd say now yeesh this isn't helping no no, it's not helping people's cynicism, their anger. It's, it, it, well, as we've said a thousand times, this sort of thing makes people want to vote for Trump. I don't like Trump, but I'm going to vote for him to spite you people because you oh, yeah. are scary. There's that. But if if, if the, somehow somebody manages to take him off the playing field somehow through one of these court cases, yeah, people will be so cynical about elections and that sort of stuff. I mean, you... All the talk about losing democracy if Trump's ever elected. How about losing democracy if nobody believes in it at all anymore? Right. Right. Yeah, this uh, this could end badly. The uh, defense is going to make its case uh, starting the end of this week or next week or something like that. It's just been all prosecution, but it's a bench trial. It's just a judge who has made it clear he's not a fan of Trump and has told him to shut up and the rest of it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so good. So a lot of interesting political stuff coming up uh, this hour, really throughout the show. Um, 
Fetterman, the trustafarian jackass, is calling out Gavin Newsom for not admitting he's running for president, which is interesting. Speaking of Democrat on Democrat violence, some of the uh, especially Jewish members of the Democratic Party in the House are blasting Rashida Tlaib and the uh, the woke left. So that is just an open division now. So we'll get to that eventually. I thought this was interesting, though. And do you have something later? Because I just noticed we got some texts on the weight loss drugs. You have an email about oh, that later? Yeah, super informative email. I think the, I think a yeah. lot of people are really interested in that. I tell you what, I may talk to my doctor. Talk to your doctor. That's who I'm going to talk to. I just said that. If there's a if there's a pill out there that's that works pretty well to suppress appetite or something like that, and doesn't have a horrible side effects, heck yeah, practically everybody in America will be on it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so more on that to come. Uh, speaking of technology, this is not pharmaceutical, but uh, zeros and ones, digital. This was so interesting in the Wall Street Journal. His job was to make Instagram safe for teens. His 14-year-old showed him what the app was really like. And it's this fellow who's with Facebook for a long time, and they invited him back to help make uh, Instagram safe for kids. Instagram or, is Facebook. It is, indeed, meta. Um, really, if you if you ever hear meta and working to make it better for kids, blah, 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 uh, know that it's phony. It's almost entirely phony. They care about nothing but profit and addicting your child. But um, so he thought he had a handle on it. But like I said, his kids said, wait a minute, Dad, let, let me show you this. Um, so this guy was so outraged, he sent an email to Instagram head Adam Mosseri. But one statistic stood out. One in eight users under the age of 16, under the age of 16, said they had experienced unwanted sexual advances on the platform over the previous seven days. Wow. So. I wonder if that's, I wonder, I'd like to know the breakdown of boys versus girls. Every single week, one in eight gets hit on. For Behar, this consultant guy, that filing was, finding was hardly a surprise. His daughter and her friends had been receiving unsolicited penis pictures oh! and other forms oh of harassment God. on the platform since the age of 14, he wrote. Your 14-year-old daughter gets dick pics from randos? Regularly. Oh, my God! Whoa. Well, as you might guess, once Mr. Behar... Uh, brought that to the attention of the higher-ups at uh, at Meta. Their reaction was swift and, <laughs> I'm kidding! They ignored him. They uh, The girls, actually, had been reporting this over and over again, and Meta Systems generally ignored their reports or responded by saying that the harassment did not violate platform rules. Oh, come on. Like, what? Behar wrote to Zuckerberg and his top lieutenants, I asked my daughter why boys keep doing that. She said, if the only thing that happens is they get blocked, why wouldn't they? Well, no, 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 I don't. Well, okay, that's blocked by the individual user. Right. But but, not by the platform. But I still understand why would they. So I've sent you this. Then you blocked me. What have I accomplished? For the well-being of its users, Behar argued, Meta needing to change course, focusing less on a flawed system of rules-based policing and more on addressing such bad experiences. The company would need to collect data on what upset users, then work to combat the source of it, nudging those who made others uncomfortable to improve their behavior and isolating communities of users who deliberately sought to harm others. Seems reasonable. I am appealing to you, he wrote directly to Zerkberg, because I believe that working this way will require a culture shift. 
The company would have to acknowledge that its existing approach to governing Facebook and Instagram was not working. But Behar, in his note to Zuckerberg, declared himself optimistic that Meta was up to the task. Quote, I know that everyone in my M team, that's the Meta's internal shorthand for Zuckerberg and his top executive. I know that everyone in the M team cares deeply about the people we serve. <laughs> Two years later, the problems Behar identified remain unresolved and new blind spots well, have emerged. D- does he mention, is there anything they can do? That's what I was just wondering. Is there any, any way to stop that that wouldn't also block all kinds of other interaction? That they don't want to block? I, you know, I'd have to trust this guy and what he wrote that I just said that we've got to change the culture and the way we approach uh, interactions. Otherwise, this is just a cesspool. Um, but he was ignored. Uh, asked for comment on this article, Meta disputed Behar's ass- assessment that it assertion that it paid too little attention to user experience. Blah blah blah. God dang it! What what does that do to a fourteen year old girl? To in their view of men and boys and the relationship between boys and girls and all that sort of stuff going forward, yeah, in your life, yeah. No wonder people don't date or get together anymore. And you get the hardcore way out there pornography. So an adolescent girl thinks, wait, a grown woman is expected to have sex, and that's what sex is. That doesn't look enjoyable. It, yeah, it's not, and it's it's not. Well, and, the, no. to, and to be introduced to it. At the end, as opposed to the beginning of the very slow, romantic, little by little, normal human experience that is awesome. Right. Um, you know, to skip to the end part, it's got to ruin you for life. Right. Yeah. So uh, this guy was getting divorced, and he wanted to spend more time with his children. And he uh, he'd gotten he'd done very well at Facebook because he joined early and had stocks and stuff like that. So he decided to take some time off, spent the next few years on hobbies, including restoring vintage cars with his 14-year-old daughter, which sounds wonderful. Mm. She documented her new pastime on Instagram. That's when the trouble began. Merely existing on Instagram as an adolescent female, that's where the trouble began. That's an odd sentence, you know? That's when the trouble began. A girl restoring old cars drew plenty of good attention on the platform and some real creeps. Such as the guy who told her that the only reason people watched her videos was because you've got a uh, an unkind or an impolite word for breasts. Behar's daughter shot back, please don't talk about my underage tatas before reporting the comment to Instagram. A few days later, the platform got back to her. The insult did not violate its community guidelines. So anyway, what? no, it's a How is that true? I don't know. Unless you advocate voting for Donald Trump, evidently you can... Make sexually explicit suggestions to children, pictures of your genitalia, and more or less whatever you want. (sighs) Despite the percentage of content viewed worldwide that explicitly violates a meta rule, um, now they get into some of the the percentages and algorithms and stuff. It's kind of complicated, but um, there's a grading your own homework problem said uh, former director of uh, responsible innovation at Meta. Meta defines what constitutes harmful content, so it shapes the discussion of how successful it is dealing with it. Oh, 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 oh. So any harmful content they can't figure out what to do with, they say that's not harmful content. I remember getting into the uh, discussion, and it was with Facebook years ago, and it was really interesting on how 
they tried to crack down on nudity, for instance. But then you got breasts. Okay, no breasts. What about breastfeeding? Breastfeeding is okay. Okay, what's the difference between, how do you know if it's breastfeeding or it's a mom or, you know, it's a sexual thing? And what all about those fine art? All Yeah, all those algorithms are difficult. But how about the penis? Is there any reason for a penis to ever go to a young person's account? I can't. I can't come up with any legit reason for that. Uh, no, well, I mean, maybe some sort of sex ed stuff, but uh, what's your Instagram feed like feed like if you're getting sex ed or ask a 14 year old girl the statue yeah. of David, I suppose you wouldn't be able to send it. OK, you'll be all right. Not being able to send that to people. How about let's just have a blanket, no penis pics rule for anybody under 18. And then navigating away from the uh, 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 male Schwanstücke for a moment. God, that's uh, horrifying. But if I had a daughter and I knew she was seeing that stuff on Instagram, I'd be horrified. Well, a lot of people are horrified. And then finally this, among the users under the age of 16 again, 26% recalled having a bad experience in the last week due to witnessing hostility against someone based on their race, religion, or identity. Uh, yeah, that's that's hard to know. That could be a, what they call a bad experience. I may, I might not. So it's hard toughen to say. up, Buttercup. Could yeah, be exactly. some of that, or yeah. or or not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I uh, gosh, I'm just not on any of these platforms because I think they're awful. I mean, I should be, so I have a better idea what's going on in the world. Mm. If you uh, have any experience with this, obviously you could text us at four one five two nine five KFTC. What if you're a grown woman? Is it just nonstop on your Instagram feed? Well, I, I remain uh, confident of my fringe theological theory that the Internet slash AI is the apple from the tree of knowledge. We have bit into it and it will uh, end something. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's doing its work so far. Yeah. Wow. Got a um, little screed from a soldier in the Middle East who doesn't understand why we're allowing troops to be attacked over and over by Iran without pushing back harder and get to that later this hour and a lot of other stuff. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here 
both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. We will remember in 2024. Palestinian radical activist Rashida Tlaib there, and she uh, clarified that from the river to the sea is an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence, not death, destruction, or hate. Well, she specifically says in that video that was on social media over the weekend, though, that the president is is um, uh, committing genocide and yes. uh, supporting a genocide. She specifically said that, which is wild. I mean, that's somebody in your own party, the president of your own party, you're saying is part of a genocide. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Play clip 61, Michael. Biden. Genocide Joe. Genocide Joe. That's a new nickname for him. You know, and the crowd cheered at that. that yes. that's Because I saw a college kid on Twitter last night at uh, Penn, I think it was, and she's standing up there. The thrill that I got when I saw those the bulldozer break down that fence. Uh, yeah, the bulldozer breaking down the fence led to babies being decapitated and grandmas burnt alive. But I've never been as happy as when I saw that. And what bothered me wasn't just her, because she's one nut job, was that the giant crowd in front of her was cheering that. Right. So there's a whole bunch of people that thought that was awesome. Yep. Western civilization, yes or no. This is starting to boil down, isn't it? Representative Jared Moskowitz is a Democrat from Florida, and he is a Jewish fellow. He responded to the whole, from river to the sea, as an aspirational call for freedom, human rights, and peaceful coexistence. Let's start with 50, Michael. We don't disagree. There, some debates don't have two sides. From the river to the sea means the destruction of Israel and everyone who's in it. Okay, just like Mein Kampf is not a coloring book, and the final solution means exactly what Hitler meant it to mean. From the river to the sea is calling for the destruction of an entire country. Period. Full stop. Roll on. The Congresswoman has a First Amendment right. She can say whatever she wants. But at the same time, Congress has the ability to express their displeasure with a fellow colleague of ours calling for the destruction of a country. What if we had someone going around saying France should be wiped off the map? I mean, we would, we would think that's outrageous, but somehow from the river to the sea is debatable. It is another ridiculous double standard when it comes to Israel. And finally, 52. She also said uh, Biden is supporting a genocide in Gaza. Well, listen, let's not be cavalier. There's a lot of suffering going on in Gaza. But if Israel wanted to commit a genocide, there'd be 500,000 people who are dead. Right. They have the military to do that is what I'm saying. Yeah, the population of Gaza has doubled in the last 20, 25 years, so that's a, a strange notion that Israel's committing a genocide, and they haven't occupied it, quote-unquote, since, what, 07, something like that? I love They're going to be occupying it again here in a couple uh, weeks. Yeah. I love this post um, on Twitter. The left-wing colonial people have to invent specific rules for Jews in Israel to justify their takes, because if you believe land belongs to the indigenous people, it's clear Jews were the indigenous people to the land. Jews were there long before Islam was even a religion, before enduring when the Assyrians, Babylonians, the Persians, the Romans, etc. controlled the area. 
Jews remained the largest group in Jerusalem even well into the 19th century under the Ottomans. If, on the other hand, you believe the land should belong to whoever is there now, after wars, etc., because historical claims are illogical, and that's how every country in the region was formed, then it belongs to Israelis now. So instead, they have to create a special rule for Jews in Israel, where Jews lost the right to the land when they were driven out via wars and conquest, but also don't have a right to it now because Jews moved back and other people lived there that were driven out because of wars. It makes no sense unless you apply a random cutoff that says the only thing that counts was who was there around the turn of the 20th century. Right. So Ian Bremer on his Twitter feed yesterday tweeted out uh, the legal definition of genocide as stated by international law. He said those arguing Israel is carrying out a genocide don't understand the term or they do and are intentionally misusing it. And he made the point that that person just did. Hamas supports genocide, but doesn't have the capacity to do it. But they would if they could. Israel could. They have the capacity, but not the intention, so they aren't. Right, right. Remember, Marxists lie habitually all the time. They're not coming to you in good faith. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The Pentagon revealing a U.S. nuclear-powered submarine has arrived in the Middle East. They put out the image of the vessel in the Suez Canal. A U.S. sub in those waters isn't unusual, but announcing it is, of course, meant as a message of deterrence. Got one of our super fancy subs over here we announced out loud, along with our aircraft carriers, just letting you know. So far, that's not deterring much more on that in a second. Um... Coming up a little bit later, we got a text, got a number of texts, by the way, of people who are, are trying those weight loss drugs that are so popular. Oh, yeah, I got a great email from a gal who's been using it. I, I'm going to ask my doctor. Okay, well, I got one for you. It might, might make you reconsider. But no! Results ah, it's all I mean, hot to try. Oh, I want it to work. I want it to work bad. 
Uh, I also want to talk about my uh, my uh, son starts wrestling tonight. He's really missing football season now that it's over, and I signed him up for wrestling. He's going to try that. His biggest concern was, do I have to wear one of those unitards? <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, turns out for practice, you don't have to. So, so the fact funny. that people are trying to twist you into painful shapes is not his concern. It's the... Uh no, his 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 belief is he's going to twist other people into painful shapes. But I said, you know, sometimes, boy. sometimes it works the other way around. No, it's not going to. Right. The right. other side gets a vote. <laughs> Hanson says those are called onesies and earmuffs. Uh, <laughs> onesies. It's not. Stop it. It's a singlet, as I was wrestled for like seven years or something. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, let's get this report from NBC on what it's like there on the ground fighting in Gaza. For Israeli troops, the threat is coming from below. Squads of Hamas fighters bursting out of tunnels to mount ambushes like this. They're coming out, they're shooting you, going back to the tunnel, and then running to another tunnel. This is the entrance to one of dozens of tunnels they've found in this area. They say it's about 15 yards deep, that Hamas fighters popped out to ambush them from it, and that their mission is to destroy this tunnel and all the others across Gaza. It's no easy task. Israel says there's a vast network of tunnels concealed beneath civilian areas. They now hide under schools and under hospitals because they, they know that we, as the Israeli Defense Forces, we will not attack hospital, or we will not. But this war will be different. Well, uh, we've all heard about the tunnels, but apparently is a bigger deal than we even thought. Uh, more vast, deeper, better equipped, more people in them. That's a heck of a way to have to fight a war. I don't think Americans truly get fundamentalist Islam, even after all these years. The idea that, yes, we're going to fight from underneath a hospital or from the hospital. Well, that's going to invite missiles hitting the hospital and killing the innocent and the sick and the doctors and all. That's fine. They'll be martyrs. Well, there's a they will be celebrated by Allah. It's, 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 it's not a bad fate. It's a good one. Right. I've got an actual quote. I, uh, I never got to it last week from one of your Hamas leaders on that topic of innocent uh, Palestinians dying. And he said, well, they're they're giving their lives for Allah. Yeah. So they don't right. they don't see that as a problem. And what's, what's so bizarre and hypocritical is our radical, woke uh, young people who are so into, you know, other cultures are wonderful and you can't have cultural appropriation and, and microaggressions and all that crap. Um, they assume everybody has the same beliefs and priorities as Americans. Yeah. Which is odd. Anyway. Yeah, the way we value life really puts us at a disadvantage. Same with Israel. Yeah. Um, I wish the uh, college kids marching in the street with Israeli, uh, with the Palestinian flags would realize that the people really punishing the Palestinians is Hamas. That's the group that's... Oh, yeah. So, uh mentioned this earlier. Yesterday, the Pentagon dribbled out some more information about how many times we've been attacked by Iran... I feel like they're hiding this from us. They clearly are. or not wanting this to get a lot of attention. But So now it is 38 in total times we've been attacked by Iran or their proxies. But I don't even understand the point of throwing out and their proxies. They wouldn't do it if Iran didn't let them and give them the stuff. So it's Iran. Right. Sure. Um, and the number of 
wounded troops is up to 46 that they've told us so far, by the way. Um, who knows what the actual number is? They didn't tell us anything until last week. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt because you're heading somewhere very, very important, but if I run afoul of the mafia, they hire some guy to come and shoot me. Nobody's going to say he was rubbed out by a proxy of the mafia. Correct. Who would say that? Nobody. Okay. So our response to Iran having attacked U.S. troops 38 times is a couple of bombings that didn't hurt any Iranians and uh, and apparently didn't slow them down any. So anyway, this came out yesterday. I don't remember where it started, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. But anyway, it was a very long letter from uh, a soldier, U.S. soldiers over there in the Middle East. And um, I'll just give you part of it to give you the flavor. Um, the public has no idea how deadly the threat against our troops is right now, and the administration is doing nothing. If that continues, it's only a matter of time until people die. Here's the ground-level perspective. We're in bunkers about every other day. These effers will eventually get lucky with one of these drones and kill a lot of us. He attributed the, uh, uh, he attributes the relative lack of severity in the number of type of casualties to sheer luck. We aren't doing S in response. The administration's total inertia in response to the threat level is hard for us to fathom. The administration's sole response to 40-plus attacks, yes, it's more than the 38 publicly acknowledged so far. I don't know if this person actually has access to that information or not. I bet they do. Uh, the administration's sole response to the 40-plus attacks wasn't serious, and the whole region knows it. Meanwhile, we bombed a few empty shacks in Syria. The bottom line, unless the administration starts showing some meaningful deterrence, things could get really, really bad really quickly. There's a lot happening in the world right now, understatement of the century, but this needs to be a much bigger story than it is right now. I would agree. Yeah, Ian Bremmer tweeted out that last week with the the total attack number saying this should be a much bigger story. It's, I don't know what, I guess we're just so powerful, so big, so whatever, we're ignoring the fact that one of our biggest enemies on the planet is attacking us multiple times a day, mm-hmm. and only by luck have they not killed a whole bunch of our soldiers. You know, I can accept it as a geopolitical strategy that Iran is desperate to draw us and Israel into a, you know, the Jews and the the, the, the Christians against the Islamic world. They are desperate for that because of... Trump and Jared Kushner's incredible work on the Abraham Accords and the the coming together of Israel and Saudi Arabia for the love of all that's holy. Who saw that coming? They're desperate to avoid that. And so we're not going to let them, you know, tempt us into fulfilling what they want. On the other hand, if we get a bunch of our best and brightest blown up because of that quote unquote restraint, that's horrifying. Speaking of being at a disadvantage because we value life. That's a heck of a gamble, I'll tell you that. Especially when you've got Joe Biden, whose history is coming up short on this stuff. Oh, yeah. Of being too tepid, always. Yeah. Boy, seeing a complicated situation clearly... And being able to imagine where it could be going or where it is going... All the strings that are being pulled, 
assessing the strength of our alliances and the international will, blah, 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 blah. Really complicated stuff. Imagine doing that if you're suffering from dementia. Even the early stages of it. Right. That's not good. So what are, what are we hoping? So they've attacked us more than 40 times. They're going to keep doing it. Um, we hope that we can just somehow continue to be on a lucky streak. Keep dodging bullets. Yeah. Until what? The region settles down. Oh, when's that going to happen? Jack just gave me a absolute fantastic <laughs> what the hell look. What, what is that? Too when, bad it's not TV. When the region settles down, yeah, <laughs> doesn't look like it's on the horizon. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. God, I don't know. I I realize these are very tough calls with a lot at stake, but geez, I just I feel like it's the weakness inviting more attacking more we can push you around oh yeah biden's not the kind of guy that's going to punch back yeah yep 100 percent. they almost they have to be trying to draw us into it i mean i agree with that i don't disagree with that premise they have to be what 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 would their other point would be going there's no reason to want to go to war with the united states no no their other option is you know isolation and being buddies with china russia and north korea man that is a troubling situation off to mention Axis of a-holes, which is just too good to leave unsaid. Uh, a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. Fall is the perfect time to protect your home because you can get up to 50% off a brand new Simply Safe Home Security system. It was named the best home security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. Powered by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. That's a lot of protection for a buck a day. Half the cost of traditional home security. It's something your order comes to your home and you can set it up yourself if you want, or you can have somebody help if you'd like. Simply Safe's advanced sensors detect break ins. That's kind of a universal concern, right? Fires, floods, and more, depending on you and your family and your needs, plus HD cameras for both inside and out. Satisfaction guaranteed, of course. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund, but everybody loves it. So for a limited time, listeners can get special 50% off any Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Be like me. Figure out who's pooping on your front lawn. By God, vengeance will be swift. <laughs> simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Or who's allowing their dog to poop on your lawn? I don't think I've ever left a dog poo behind. Never. Never. I just, I just can't do it. I've like gone all, if I don't have my bag, I've gone all the way back home a very long distance and gone back to the park. My kids have said, what do you, do, 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 that was an hour ago. I'm going to go back there and pick it up. I'm not going to be the sort of person that leaves dog poo around. I know. I know. I, it's Plenty of other people doesn't bother you at all, apparently. Gross. I could be so militant on this topic. but hey, Quickly on the topic, you know how in, into the ridiculousness I am of the renaming birds? Yeah. Because some of the birds were like named in the 1800s and those people were that named the birds were problematic. Well, you know why they were problematic is because they had the views of the world of the 1800s. So um, if I'd have been alive in the 1800s, I would have been very progressive. I would have been advocating for trans rights. <laughs> Gay marriage. Right. Women in the workplace, all that stuff. Exactly. If I had been born in 1820. I would have explained to people how men can menstruate. Or how about if you were born in 1600 or whenever, 1500 maybe, whenever Ferdinand Magellan was doing his thing, circumnavigating the globe. One of the great explorers all the time. Well, astronomers are wanting to rename the Magellanic. 
I don't know how you say it. That's close enough. Magellanic clouds, which honor the controversial, he's controversial explorer because you're judging him by the current standards <sighs> of today. He's not controversial of his time, only now. Anyway, I would say we're at peak stupid, but that just invites fate to kick me in the head with even greater stupid than we're dealing with now. A coalition of astronomers is looking to rename the Milky Way's closest neighboring galaxies, arguing that the Portuguese explorer they are named after was a murderer who uh, was involved in uh, colonialism, obviously, because that's why you sent your ships out around the world to find other places to take over. (laughs) They're accusing Magellan of being involved in colonialism. Well, guilty. (laughs) Isn't that something? I don't even know what to say at this point. See, he was one of the great discoverers in world history and reached out to places nobody had ever been before. And then, you know, the same thing's happening now. So it's kind of just like, you know, a nod to mankind's always reaching for further away and exploring. But, you know, he had the attitudes of 1550, so better not. Exactly. He committed many microaggressions. I don't know what to do with you people. <laughs> I know what I'd like to do with you people. But they seem to be winning a lot. That's what bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, just because they have the mouthpieces of society. Oh, we need to take a break. Uh, the media and education. The birds are going to get name, renamed. They are getting renamed. The galaxies will probably get renamed for something else. You know, Greta Thunberg Galaxy or whatever they're going to call it. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. How dare you? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman criticized California Governor Gavin Newsom over the weekend and said he was secretly running for president as opposed to Fetterman, who looks like he's running for guy who doesn't wipe down the equipment at the gym. 
That's kind of funny. That is funny. Fetterman said a couple of things recently that I found pretty darn clever. And uh, so now I'm seeing how he had this appeal as a socialist, has never accomplished anything in his life loser. He's pretty clever. Um, Including yesterday when a bunch of anti-Israeli protesters started screaming at him. And he said, the joke is on you. I had a stroke and can't understand what you're saying. Oh, Jiminy. <laughs> wow. That is some next level trolling right there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> then, let's play 74. Can All we right. play 74? Go ahead. Right now, there are two. There are two additional Democrats running for Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Running for president right now. One. One is a congressman from Minnesota. The other one is the governor of California. (laughs) They're both running for president, but only one had the guts to announce it. He's he's kind of free to just like pundit away like that because he doesn't care about anything. Right. He's not interested in legislating or doing anything. So anyway, what an odd bird. Um, the NBA season's up and running, and they're about 10% of the way through, so just for fun, I was, I was eating at a brass and glass last night. You know, your your Applebee's, your Fuddruckers, your, in this case, Red Robin. We went there and ate, and uh, um, all the food is exactly the same at those places. Yes. What is that, what is that, what is that deal there? They've figured out what people want. Apparently. Same consultants, I guess. I anyway, uh, we didn't get the ort. Usually we get the ort. That's why I call the onion ring tower. The ort. I believe I invented that term, and now the uh, the waitresses always say, want an ort? Because they think it's funny that I came up with ort. Nice. But anyway, so uh, they had ball games on there, as they usually do, and they had the Lakers game on, and I saw old LeBron with his balding hair, and he turns 39 here in a couple of weeks, and I thought, I wonder how he's doing this season. I haven't been watching any games. So I just looked up. He's averaging 24 and a half, nine and six. Mm. You will make the Hall of Fame with those numbers, what he's averaging right now as a 39-year-old, easily. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, also, sports-wise, I was just glancing up the TV, and it reminded me there's some uh, um, uh, college female phenom in basketball right now. She was uh, the the best player in all of high school last year, and now she's uh, in college and doing really well. And it just reminded me. Um, my niece is a really good basketball player, and my son, had he goes to all our games, and he said, if you're picturing high school basketball for girls, it's not like it was when we were in high school. He said, it's way different now, way faster, way way closer to the boys. And uh, I was going to the uh, skateboard park to meet my son and went by the softball fields the other day, and some high school girls were doing their fast-pitch softball practice, mm. and I thought, this is nothing like what softball girls were like when I was younger. Yes. I mean, that there aren't many dudes, unless you're a good athlete, that could have hung in with these girls, mm-hmm. the way they were whipping the ball around and everything like that. Yeah. How, yeah. how did that change so fast? It's just, it's, it's, it's like the way when the rest of the world started playing basketball, they caught up to us. It's just... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the social norms just were not really women play sportsy until... 70s? I mean, women did, but it was kind of cute. And Oh, how interesting. <laughs> kind of cute. She she plays men's sports. Huh. Sports that are normally reserved for menfolk. Yeah. And, you know, there's the whole, 
speed strength thing that is there is a difference between the genders, whether you believe it or not. That will never be quite the same, but it's sure. definitely different than it used to be. Well, and just the, the benefits of competing and forming teams and dealing with victory and defeat and the rest of it doesn't matter if the, the women softball players throw it as hard as dudes and all. It's just it's still great for you. So there are a couple of weight loss drugs out there. They're getting so much attention. Is this finally the big breakthrough? Well, we've heard from some people. Success and lack of success on that. You could text us if you want. 415-295-KFTC. Stay tuned for that story. Armstrong and Getty. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.